headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods of moving and storage studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people do work they love, build wealth, and create actual amazing relationships. Thanks for joining us, America. The call is free, 888-825-5225. As I said, it's free, and some say the advice is worth exactly what you pay for it. Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author and host of the Ken Coleman Show. Ken Coleman is my co-host today. He is the Ramsey personality in charge of getting your butt to work. I mean, he, he helps you get jobs and work, <laughs> and right. uh, and he will put the lash across. Get to work! Yeah, yeah that's it. And so, 888-825-5225, we'll help you with your career aspirations, your job, your money, and your life. It's what we do here. 888-825-5225. Annie starts this hour in Sacramento. Hi, Annie. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Oh, it's Ann. Hi, Ann. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi. Hi, thank you so much for taking my call. Sure, how can we help? Um, I have, I, I just have a question. I, I, I'm in a quandary, and I, I would appreciate your advice. So, I recently received uh, about three hundred and fifty thousand um, dollars of inheritance money from my sweet, hardworking, industrious parents. Wow! And, um, I, yeah, and I, I really don't want. Yeah, I really want to maximize the potential of it. Um, and I'm in my mid fifties, my husband's in his late fifties, you know, it's time to for sure make sure that we have, anyway, um, we would like to buy some real estate, but we're looking outside of California because, um, California is very landlord unfriendly and also the multiples anywhere around our house. You just can't find the multiples for the um, maximum return on investment and for building wealth. So what do you think? Cause I know that you tend to like have to have real estate close by. <laughs> Yeah, long distance landlording uh, generally doesn't end well, uh, and yeah. because it's just very hard to keep your eyes on the property, your eyes on even if you have a property management firm, your eyes on the property management firm. Uh, you know, you mm-hmm. need to drive by your property every so often. I drove by one of ours the mm-hmm. other day, and I went, "Good Lord, we need to cut those bushes." You know, and for some reason, no one else had mm-hmm. thought that. Um, so no one watches mm-hmm. it quite like you do, even if you've got a good property management team, and I do. Um, but, uh, mm-hmm. th- that's the problem is you just never see it. It's out mm-hmm. of sight, out of mind, and it could be completely mm-hmm. torn down and you would never know it unless somebody told you. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's the thing that bothers me mm-hmm. about it. So I don't disagree with how you got to your question. The multiples are crazy and the laws are crazy. It is California after all. And, mm-hmm. um, so I mean, it's just crazy land. So what do I know? But yeah, <laughs> I love you people yeah. in California, but anyway, the, uh, uh, some of you and the, um, anyway, so that, that's the thing. I don't know. Have you got any debt? No, None. Good. no, our house is paid off. And oh, I mean, God. no, we just, we don't like that. We're kind of like you that way. We just don't like it. Yeah. So if, oh. if I were going to do it and I wouldn't do it but you have good reasons for considering it in your case. If I were going to go, I would want something that I could access and get to frequently for other reasons. Like, have you got relatives in a town that is got better multiples in a good, real strong real estate market? Um, I don't know. Reasons to go visit is what I was looking for. Okay. No, you don't then. Okay. 
Because like, oh, well, my sister and I go see her three times a year and she lives in Phoenix. Okay, well, let's mm-hmm. talk about Phoenix, you know, then or something like that. Yeah. But you don't. So that's that. Yeah. But, it, it, you know, a, a, an airport connection to Sacramento, which is there's a lot of that's not a problem, uh, assuming yeah. the other end works. And, um, you know, something where you're going to pop over there and go, hey, we're going to go over there twice a year and, you know, uh, stay in a hotel and enjoy the place. And we're going to San Antonio, enjoy the river walk, and we're going to have a property there you know or something but you got to have a reason to go around be around it because you're putting a mm-hmm. very precious portion of your money otherwise i would just do some mutual funds yeah, yeah dave that's that my question dave is is the return on that on the rental property because you've got a lot of them you understand that versus the return on investing the way we teach with this sum of money where does she come out best yeah if you get a well-run rental property you it's more hassle right but you're going to make more money on right. a well-run rental mm-hmm. property than you're on mutual funds but it's a lot more hassle yeah. so and you got extra risk here because now we've got it in this mythical mm-hmm. city that i just made up so uh, we'll call it san antonio and so you know you, you're going to be mm-hmm. bopping over there and uh or what would be closer boise you could jump over to boise right uh that's not a bad jump mm-hmm. from sacramento uh that kind of a thing mm-hmm. and, and uh mm-hmm. you know you might you could do that but you need to go you know uh we're we're gonna buy it in jackson hole because we go skiing twice a year you know or whatever i don't know but uh just think about where you're doing that otherwise i would keep it real simple and just go to mutual funds you're going to make a little less return but you're going to have a lot less risk because of your situation being out of state and that kind of a thing. I do not buy properties out of state except for toys that I live in and play in, but not for rental. And so I've got properties, but they're, they're stuff that we go hang out at. You know, it's not, we don't, we don't rent them. And so, um, and that's a pain in the butt. Because I got to get people to work on them. Yeah, right. Because you know, the more stuff you own, the more repairmen you have to know. It's a rule. So you're and telling so, me when you drove by that house the other day and saw the bushes, you didn't pull the uh, truck over and pull out your little my little chainsaw and just I didn't get take my chainsaw out of my truck. You're telling me you didn't do that? I was close. I <laughs> almost went back to the barn and got a chainsaw, but no, I, I let somebody else do it. And man, it looks better too. It looks like it got a haircut and it needed one. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know those old ugly bagworm bushes that grow oh. up and take over the whole corner of the house. Yes. they're cute when you put them out. They are. But they're not cute when they yeah, grow they up. They get they're gnarly, beasties. That's right. So yeah, <laughs> just destroyed the whole curb appeal. It was awful. So yeah, real estate is a wonderful place to put money, folks. Especially right now, it's a good time to buy real estate. Whether you're doing it as an investment, whether you're buying a home, even with the rates where they are, yeah, even with the rates where they are, rates go back down. Just refinance if you're borrowing, mm-hmm. but you're not going to borrow to invest if you're around here anyway. But the 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 point is, you can make more money on real estate. It's good, yeah. But you've got to choose it carefully, and it needs to be something that's a um, a predictable outcome. Don't try to get these uh, unique properties. Um, unique property means very limited market. Yeah, right. That's that's what that means. And when you get that means it's going to have very limited uh, resale value because you have limited customers when you get ready to resell it. So its increase in value is very limited. So do those tend to we be call more risky? white elephants? Right. Yeah, of course they're. You know, yeah, it's a very unique. It's a cool property, but right. you know, you you buy a um, uh, you know a, a, a highly contemporary piece of architecture in a town that's a, a civil war town mm. and it's full of antebellums yeah, you know right, right you just you just bought a white elephant bubba <laughs> so i mean true. or vice versa you yeah. put up an antebellum in the middle of a dead gum you know modern t- neighborhood. T- town full yeah, of co- yeah. contemporaries yeah. same situation you just built yourself a white elephant and uh it's a problem you're gonna get yourself in a mess 
That, that's, but it's a good question. Thank you for calling in. We'll help you anytime you jump in here. That's what we're for. This is The Ramsey Show. You worked hard for your home. It should be a place where you can relax and refocus on your goals. And something as simple as window treatments can make the difference. If you're ready for an upgrade, we've recommended Blinds.com for years. And I've used them myself. That's because with Blinds.com, you don't have to sacrifice your budget, your style, or great service. From blinds, drapes, shutters, and motorized shades, they make it easy and affordable to upgrade your entire home. And their team is always ready to help with everything from design consultation to measuring and installation. Plus, there are never any misleading quotes or hidden fees. Everything is backed by their 100% satisfaction guarantee, and shipping is always free. See why Blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window coverings. Visit Blinds.com to save up to 40% off everything site-wide. That's Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Ken Coleman, Ramsey, personality, number one best-selling author of the book, Paycheck to Purpose, is my co-host today. Today's question of the day is sponsored by Neighborly, your hub for home services. As the weather warms up, Neighborly can help you find local service pros like The Grounds Guys, Five Star Painting, and Mosquito Joe which you would need in Nashville uh, to turn your, uh, yeah, we've got mosquitoes the size of eagles here <laughs> and uh, to turn your outdoor space into your favorite space and help you find all the help you need at neighborly.com. We're so honored to have them as a sponsor now. And April is national financial literacy month all month long. Teachers and students in classrooms across America are taking the time to talk about the importance of learning money skills. Today's question comes from Alex in Minnesota. How do you create a budget that works when you are young and your income is inconsistent and unpredictable so on this one dave we've got a young person presumably a student who uh doesn't have a lot of household expenses he's living at home potentially uh and what we want to focus on there is what are your expenses what are mom and dad requiring of you are you doing gas money uh helping out with some of your insurance whatever that is what are your spending habits things you're saving for and i think the budget there dave is kind of created around that when you don't have a livelihood or the four walls that we teach exactly Exactly. And that's what we teach kids, uh, students in the uh, high school curriculum, foundations in personal finance. It's taught in 48% of the high schools in America now. Our high school curriculum is. And what we teach folks there, Alex, is exactly what Ken said. Your purpose of doing a budget when you're in high school or junior high school, either one, is not to become wealthy. It's not to become a master budget person. It's to start to build the muscle of telling your money what to do instead of wondering where it went. Which, by the way, is all a budget is. Adults devise a plan and follow it. Children, regardless of their age, do what feels good. And so if you're 52 and you do what feels good, you are, by definition, emotionally a child. You're immature. I, I deserve it. Oh, shut up. You don't deserve anything. You haven't earned that's when you deserve it. You're not entitled to a new car. I work so hard. Oh, really? You're the only one, you whiner. Okay, so that's a child, regardless of if they're 12 or they're 52. And we hear them all the time saying stuff like that. Well, you don't know. Yes, I do know. I've done it all. I'm old, okay? And so I've seen it all, 
heard it all. It's the thing is, so uh, the whole thing here, Alex, is to get you the other side of that and say, okay, as an adult, because we're training young people to be good adults, and training young people to be good adults involves telling your money what to do instead of wondering where it went. And so all you got to do is go this month, or I want to buy a car by September. Okay, how are we going to do that? Yeah, and so you begin to go, okay, if it's a $5,000 car, my mom and dad are going to match whatever I come up with. So let's say they're going to match your 2500 and you begin to say, all right, how much money do I need to make? Got five months, I need 500 bucks a so month. So I got to get after it. And this is interesting, Dave, what I love about financial literacy and something that you just said I want to add to. The reason we have movements right now among a lot of young people on social media that's called the anti-work movement is because they've never been taught real financial literacy. Because this young man, you take this question right here, and he begins to understand what we just said to him. He begins to tell his money what to do, the budget, as Dave just laid out. And here's what happens. Individual responsibility flourishes when you get taught that you can have enough money. But this anti-work movement, all this junk that's out there is coming from young people who've never been taught how to manage their money and thus they don't have enough and then they begin to say i work too hard i don't have enough money i want the government to supply me the money and and i'm not trying to make this political because it's not it's actually sociological when you understand how to handle money as a young person with what we teach in financial literacy month and everything we're doing, parents, you control your destiny. They, they if you yes. get off your little butt, and then they become hard workers because they go, "I like what money allows me to do." I can be generous. I can be helpful. That's right. I can be calm. I don't have to be pissed off all the time. That's true. And I'm not broke. Yeah, right. You know, it's just this is all goes together. See, I thought the anti-work movement was because college professors were students of Karl Marx and had passed that along to college students and reinforced the fact that they got a participation trophy instead of keeping score when they were playing soccer and they were sick. Well, you just nailed the two other reasons, right? But the reasons those messages stick is because when you don't have any money and you're broke, those messages make more sense. Yeah. But to somebody yeah. who's got money, you go, what are you talking about? That's a pay cut. If you're if five years old, you me. know it's more fun to score. There's that. You just do. Right. I mean, you don't have to be a... You don't have to be a psychologist to figure this one out. You smile more when you score than That's when true. you don't score. So go score. That's what work is. It's score. Go <laughs> it's, score. It's what it is. Yeah. Just go score. Yeah. Go put the yeah. ball yes. in the hoop, man. It's what you do. Right. And, and, and you're going to have more joy and more dignity and more choices when you do that. Now, Alex has not got that problem. He's a guy asking a question on this That's show. Right. He's, He's ready brilliant. to money. He's a great young man. And so, I mean, we got a lot of great young people out there. That's right. But uh, we do have a group of participation trophy graduates That's exactly who uh, right. are, are intent on making mediocrity their goal. And uh, it's a problem. It is. And it's, by the way, this is what leads to credit card debt at an all-time high, student loans at all-time high. I've got to rely on somebody else to give me money so that I can get the life I want. And that is counterintuitive. Well, and it leads to record numbers of 28-year-olds living in their mother's basement. Seven million men not working because they don't like their job status. And as the lady on CBS News that said the other day, that's highly unattractive. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. Hard to get a date. Yeah, it's, it's true. It's true. <laughs> you don't feel real eligible because you're not. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's a dreamer, Daddy. Yeah, that's right. He is. That's all he does. That's right. Yeah. It means you're going to live in my basement. You're dating a dreamer. Oh, God, help me. <laughs> yeah. oh, I'd love for you to say he's a doer. Please tell me he's a doer. Yes. He has big dreams, and he's doing things to make those dreams come true. That I like. I like that yeah. a lot. Yeah. You see, this is highly attractive. You know, it turns out mediocrity is really 
kind of smelly. Well, it's miserable. They can try to put another label on it, but a person who's leading you act a like meteor cool, you I'm act like beating you're the man yeah. by being a communist. Yeah, well, you'll notice you know? that anybody who says these kind of things on social media is always angry. I tell you what you never see, an angry capitalist, an angry person with a lot of money and options. You see anger where I feel limited, and they start by being limited financially because we don't teach financial literacy. Ramsey Solutions does. That's why we're in schools. Uh, but if we don't teach this, then what happens is they come through the system, Dave, and the system tells them uh, you need a credit card so that you have a backup plan. You need to get you, a student you need loan a credit so you can score. get $200,000 in debt to get a degree in left-handed puppetry. So you can be successful. And you can be a barista. Right. And oh, by the way, the only people winning in that system are the people giving the loans and the credit cards, interestingly enough. Hmm. They're the ones that are winning big. Credit cards at an all-time high. I'm going to stick it to the man. I'm going to make sure he gets really rich. <laughs> right, right, right. And they're upset against rich people. The people that ought to be upset against are the, are the financial purveyors of all of the mediocrity and frustration in your life. See, that's the game. If you want to be mad at somebody, it's the people who make really awesome commercials selling you a credit card. They're the best commercials on TV. Now here's the thing. If your job sucks, I mean, you're not in Russia. No. Just go get another one. That's right. That's right. If your boss sucks, right. get you another one. That's exactly right. Well, Why here's, is this hard? Yeah, well, the gig economy is exploding right now, Dave. Freelance work, people can get out of debt faster. We've had nurses call in on this program. I don't like what Walmart pays. <laughs> That's well, right. don't work they for Walmart. They go work somewhere else. Uh, we've we got an unbelievable job economy right now. 3.6% unemployment. Uh, My wages goal was never to work in McDonald's. It was never a goal of mine. Yeah. That's, you know, unless it's the one I by the own, way, that's no the one I own in St. Thomas, but I, right. you know, no, thank you. Right. right. And that's no one's goal, but see, we live in a world now where you don't have to go work at McDonald's. You can go start your own business online today. I, I, I never had to. That's the point. I know. I used to cut grass and I, my buddies, this was a thousand years ago when dinosaurs roamed the earth. My buddies were making a dollar 65 minimum wage. Wow. This is how long ago it was. True story. I was 12 years old. And I cut grass for $3 for a yard, and I figured out I could cut the grass in one hour, so I was making double what my buddies were making as whopper floppers. So I've never been held to the standard of, I am forced to do something. Yes. And you aren't either. You can choose to go do anything you want to do, boys and girls. This is still America. That's right. It's weirder America than ever before, but it's still America. This is The Ramsey Show. Most break-ins happen when your home is the most vulnerable in the middle of the day when no one is home. So I recommend Simply Safe Home Security. They're the best at what they do, protecting your whole home. Their award-winning system is backed by 24/7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day, half the cost of traditional home security. And my listeners get 20% off their system when they sign up for Fast Protect monitoring at simplysafedirect.com. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us. This is common sense for your life, common sense for your dollars and cents. It's called The Ramsey Show, 888-825-5225. If you are a new listener, and based on the ratings and the uh, rankings that we get frequently, we have a whole bunch of new listeners. Thank you very, very much. We're in the top 15 podcasts in the entire world. 
of any kind. Wow, I need to call my mom real quick, dude. You, know, you should. You should call her right now. <laughs> She'd be you so should have proud called, of me. You should have called her earlier, but now you can call her. But And um, now you've got something to tell her. Yes, so finally. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, really, that's out of millions of podcasts, literally, without without exaggeration, we're in the top 15. And we know all of these things. So we know there's a bunch of you new out there. Thank you. And uh, if you're new and you don't know what we're talking about around here when we say code words like Ramsey code words like baby steps or debt snowballs or stuff like that then uh it's pretty simple just go to the RamseySolutions.com website it's free Cl- click on get started it's free and we'll help you figure out where you are and what your next steps are and it's free did i mention it's free so RamseySolutions.com, click get started and we'll walk you through this process pam's in flagstaff arizona hi pam how are you I'm doing good. Thank you. Um, I'll try to make this quick. Uh, I'm 69. My husband is 70 and he's still working, but I want him to retire and I have been putting money away and money away. And my bank told me that part of our money is not covered by FDIC. I mm-hmm. think I got that right. Correct. And I don't know what to do with over that. Okay. We've got 250000 in coverage each, so 500000 if it's got both of your names on it, um, in a typical bank. So you're sitting on over a half million dollars cash? No, they told I no, we've only got like three fifty. Okay. But they right. told me that the, it only covers the way you've got it set up. Okay. You can just move the other, uh, if you want to keep it all in cash, just move it to a different bank. Under what, a savings or? Yeah, you just put it in the, I mean, what, what's it under now? savings okay i mean hopefully okay there's two issues here the question you asked and the question you didn't ask okay the question you asked was how do i get fdic insurance each bank can give you 250,000 so as long as you don't have more mm-hmm. than 250 in any bank you have coverage total of all of your accounts okay. in that bank okay so if you have 10 accounts okay. at the bank they total cannot total up more than 250 if you want fdic coverage now number 2 you have, there's three questions. Two, um, you didn't ask. Number two, I don't think your bank's in danger. I think your bank's fine. Okay, SVB okay. Bank is was an anomaly. It is a weird. It was a weird bank of a bunch of players, a bunch of venture capitalist goobs in Techville called Silicon Valley, and they were a bunch of high tech, high risk companies dumped a whole bunch of cash in there, and the bank was out of control. Your bank in Flagstaff, Arizona, is very likely not out of control. I have more than the FDIC limit in my bank, and I am zero nervous about it. Okay? okay. That, that's question number two. Now, question number three is, why are you sitting on $350,000 in cash? Why don't we invest some of it? Because I didn't think stupidity on my part. I didn't think at our age investing money would be a good idea. Are any, either one of you ill? Uh, that depends on which one you ask. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't ask if you were a hypochondriac. I asked if you were really ill. <laughs> That's a great answer. <laughs> You're awesome. You're amazing, Pam. You're my favorite call of the day. I love it. Well, okay. I, I did have cancer, and I had surgery, and I have to go back every three months to get checked. Okay, but you're not current. You're currently in remission. Yeah. Okay. And uh, is your husband ill? Seriously, <laughs> not mentally, no, <laughs> physically. 
Okay. Okay. <laughs> your question. <laughs> be clear, radio you let man. Her into be that, clear. Dave, you let her into that one. Be clear, radio man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, here's the thing. Uh, there's a high likelihood. L- let, let's pretend that you're 69 and you live 10 years. Okay. If you have three hundred fifty thousand right. dollars and it makes you one percent, that is thirty five hundred dollars. If you have $350,000 and it makes you 10%, that's $35,000. $30,000 difference for 10 years is $300 more thousand dollars that not investing the money could be costing you. Okay. You're losing about 30 grand a year. Dang. $2,500 a month. Okay. No, do I put it in a CD? No, 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 no. What I would tell you to do is I want you to sit down. I want you to go slow, okay? But I want to activate you to not leave it in all in a bank making no money, okay? You basically okay. buried it in a coffee can in the backyard is basically what you've done. You didn't mean to, but you did. And so um, I want you to make more on it. So I want you to click on Smart Vester at Ramsey Solutions. Sit down with an investment professional. Let them begin to teach you. Do not do this because I said do it. Do not do it because they said do it. Do it because after learning over a series of two or three meetings that you learn about a type of mutual fund that you can put this in that you feel safe, you have peace about investing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And if you have peace about investing, then you can do the numbers that I was talking about. I'm not that much younger than you. I'm 62 going on three and all of my investments are in mutual funds and in real estate. None of it is sitting in the bank or the i've got money sitting in the bank but it's business money for the operations of this company not money that i'm counting on for retirement and so all of my long-term money that i'm going to be eating with is invested because i don't want to make three thousand per three hundred i want to make thirty five thousand per three hundred per three hundred and that's that's what i want you to learn about but i want you to do that with peace and your husband to have peace about it um, now, if both of you are going to be gone in a year, it doesn't matter. But if you make it 10 years or 15 years, then it matters a lot. Yeah. And I think the key here is with Dave telling you, telling you to sit down with somebody and they explain it to you, you can see the numbers, you can see the historic percentages and stop paying attention to the headlines. Uh, I would sit with a pro and get your head out of the news and uh, then once you understand it and you're not gripped by fear, you're going to be in a much better position. And I think that's good advice for all of us as it relates to investing. Stop paying attention to the news and sit down with real pros who know what they're doing and look at the history of the stock market. Look at the history of the returns based on the investment strategy that we teach. When you look at it, it's mind-blowing that's about right. how effective it is. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Amy is with us in Dallas, Texas. Hi, Amy. Welcome to The Ramsey Show. Hi, Mr. Ramsey, Mr. Coleman. How are you guys? Great. How can we help? Um, I think just, you know, in a nutshell, I'm kind of a little scared on how to manage the balance between giving my kids every advantage in the world um, because I can versus also making sure they learn the value of, you know, how hard we work for the money that we have. And, you know, I don't know, just, just that balance. You know, well, I, I protected my kids from harm by protecting them from harm and by teaching them to work. <laughs> yeah, 
Both. And I'm like, am I, am I giving them a, a better advantage by paying for their school or, you know, college? Like, because that's going to be paid paying for, for their college doesn't ruin them yeah. uh, if you've taught them to work. I paid for my kids' right. college, but all of them have mm-hmm. really strong work ethic as adults. But we started, right. but when you're four years old, by God, you clean your room. Yeah. <laughs> and let me add to this also let them fail. Teaching them the work is one thing. Put them in situations to learn and try new things, whether it be an instrument or a sport, and let them learn how to fail. We have removed the pain of failure from these kids, and therefore they grow up with no grit. So they can't work hard because they have nothing to give. Yeah, but we're not sending them to the salt mine. No. <laughs> we're protecting Please them. Please don't do that. We love them. We're gentle <laughs> with them. But when you're four, you clean up your room. When you're 14, by God, you clean up your room. You know, I mean, this is it. This is The Ramsey Show. Ken Coleman, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, is my co-host today. Let's do a little mental exercise. Look ahead 90 days from now. It's July. You've got $1,000 sitting in the bank that you didn't have today. Two of your credit card payments are gone. And you check out at the grocery store without having a panic attack. You know how that would feel? We call it financial peace. It's the first steps towards real wealth building and getting free from the debt monster. Some of you have never had that in your entire life. But today's the day you can take control of your money. It starts with Financial Peace University, FPU is our nine-week course that's helped millions of people beat debt, build wealth, and become outrageously generous. We're going to teach you everything about how to handle your money step-by-step so you don't have to worry about it anymore. The average FPU graduate has an $8,000 turnaround in just 90 days. They save $2,300 and pay off $5,700 in 90 days. $8,000. Richer in three months. On your way to being Baby Steps Millionaires. That means before summer break is over, you're going to feel completely different about your money. Financial Peace University. Start it today at RamseySolutions.com slash FPU. RamseySolutions.com slash FPU. Kyler's in Salt Lake City. Hi, Kyler. How are you? Good. How are you doing, Dave? Better than I deserve. What's up? Hey, so I uh, I recently found out my uh, my grandpa passed away about eight months ago, nine months ago, um, and uh, found out through my dad that he had wanted to give um, the remaining amount of his money, his house, his cars, um, the total sum of that money to his grandkids. Um, and so looking at what that would be, um, it's looking like it's going to be about $125,000 um, per grandkid. So, um, to give you a little back, uh, sense of kind of where we're at, I'm married. I'm 22. My wife's 20. Um, we, uh, we just bought a house. We moved in about two days ago. Um, we got married about eight months ago, stayed with my dad in his basement for those eight months, um, saved up money, was able to, uh, put it down on down payment, got a house with the ability to rent. Um, and so that's covering about 70, 75% of our mortgage right now. Cause we do have a renter in there. Um, so we have no debt. I have no school debt, no car debt. Um, my wife doesn't have any school debt as well. And so we're kind of in this, you know, what should we do with that much money? You know, how does that, how can we use that to set us up? Um, so just kind of want to see what you guys had to think about that, how to say about that. 
It's a very good question, and you're very wise to ask that question. A lot of people don't. They just get the money, and then two years later, they wonder what happened to it. It just yeah. leaves, and we have no idea where it went. Um, happens to a lot of people. Uh, so good for you. You're way ahead of the curve. Um, sorry about your granddad. That's uh, okay. Yeah. I appreciate that. Thank you. Were you close to him? I I wasn't super close. Um, we uh, It kind of got muffled uh, two months prior to that. Uh, my mom had passed, and so it was kind of just this whole time of mm. it. We didn't really know how to like cope with any of it because things just happened so fast. And so mm, it kind of got buried along with the rest of uh, the way life was going. But yeah. we're doing really good now. So yeah, married, got a house, lost mom, lost grandpa all in one year. Yeah, it's been a yeah. big year. It's yeah. been a big year. Mm. Off the back end of this little thing called COVID. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Hey, you, you, yeah. Got, you guys are you guys are strong. Good for you. Proud of you. Thank you. Um, okay. So what is, how much is your balance on your mortgage? So the the house we bought was for five hundred thirty thousand, um, and uh, we did we did it through an FHA loan. We did it through a thirty year mortgage, um, and our mortgage payment right now is what is about, the balance on your mortgage? It would be about five hundred thousand. Okay, that's all. I need. On and what do you yeah. make? What's your household income? So, yeah, so between my wife and I, I work in sales. She works in um, kind of the medical field. We. Uh, pulling about 120,000 between good. the two of us. Good for you. Okay. The shortest distance between where you are and wealth is to be debt free and begin your long-term investing. Okay. And so you are debt free, except the house. Did I understand that correctly? Correct. Good. Yeah. Good. And, uh, do you have any, uh, any money in savings at all? Um, we have about, about five, six thousand okay. dollars right now. We okay. put down our down payment about a week ago. Yeah. Okay. So you need a fully funded emergency fund. You don't have one. That is three yeah. to six months of your household expenses. Okay. In your case, that's probably okay. twenty grand. So we're going to use okay. some of that money to round that out, and then I want you to be uh, resetting your budget and paying your thirty-year mortgage like it's a fifteen. Okay. And then I want you to start putting 15% of your income into retirement in 401ks, Roth IRAs, Roth 401ks, whatever you got available to you in good growth stock mutual funds. That's baby steps one, two, three, and four. You don't have kids yet, or you would have already told me. And um, so baby step five is kids college. We don't have to deal with that today. You will in the future. Uh, and then baby step six, and if you follow these baby steps, it's the shortest distance to wealth. That's why I'm always going to take you there. Okay. And this is, and where the money comes from doesn't change it. It's still the shortest distance. If you got a bonus at work of 120, it's the same thing as getting an inheritance of 120. It's just got different emotions around it. But the application of it mathematically to cause you to become wealthy goes in exactly the same place. And so we're going to, we're going to lead you towards paying off your house next. And so we're going to set aside about 20 of this for your emergency fund and some a small miscellaneous spending around the house that you pay cash for. If you need to move up in car or anything like that, you pay cash for it. And then the remaining amount, roughly a hundred thousand dollars is going to go towards this mortgage and reduce your mortgage. And then I want you to pay that mortgage off in about the next four or five years, pay it off. Translation. 
You'll be 27 with a paid-for, by then, house worth $700,000. Translation, you're going to be a millionaire before you're 30 if you do what I freaking tell you to do. Okay? But if you go screwing around with what your broke friends tell you to do, you're going to end up with none of this. Yeah. But you're not because you're the guy. You're This kid's sharp. Oh, yeah. It's the he's, right he's question. On, he's, but he's on the – he's a like, game on, man. That's right. And what you've laid out in the baby steps for everybody who's new to the program and you're hearing these things, this is just a clear path. As Davis talked about it for years, it's I can see this step, then the next step, and the next step. And that's the huge – breakthrough for folks when they realize, wait a second, I can walk this through and I'm going to get there. But you start taking advice and strategies from other people who are broke, you get thrown off the path. This path, those baby steps work no matter what life throws at you. And that's the key. Yep. And he's going to be a millionaire. Oh. If he does this. And and, and then he's, you know, and by the way, if you're a millionaire when you're 30, do you know what you're worth when you're 50? 10. Yeah. You know what you're worth when you're 70? 25. That's right. Million. Yeah dollars that's right because they're at the beginning of their earning potential well and this they're they're 22 and they make 120 grand they're they're gonna keep making more money fabulous fabulous and you know so let's get the house paid off and use all of those house payments for building wealth keep your income going up during that time always be managing your money always be enjoying your money always be giving your money and always be investing your money and by the way we've talked a lot about kids in this hour. Mm-hmm. So always be teaching them to work age appropriately, mm-hmm. gently when they're four, not so gently when they're 14. That's right. Teach them to work, teach them to save, teach them to give, to be of service to the community, to be a giver, to be unbelievably generous, and teach them to spend and enjoy their money. Most people in America know how to do one of those four things, mm-hmm. spend. Right. And they're called congressmen. They don't work. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're right about that. If, you've paid, if you paid attention to the congressional schedule, it would blow your mind. It would make a lot of voters angry if they, they saw how much. They have people that work for them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Staffers are doing the work. They show up for the vote. and the, I actually uh, have several PR. good friends that are congressmen. And they, Except they for like, Dave's friends. Yeah, they're like, Dave, would you please stop, stop wearing us out? I'm like, hey, you, 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 you ran for office. You joined the club. You got elected. Right. I mean, I can't. How does that take? How do I get the crosshairs off of you? It's I can't true. help you with that. Guilt by You signed up for this trip, man. All the Congress jokes work. We have to keep using them. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, it's Ken. If you love the show and want a deeper dive on your money journey, we have a weekly newsletter that gives you trending and helpful articles and tips on following the Ramsey way. Go to RamseySolutions.com today to sign up for our newsletter. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter.